Welcome back to episode two of Cougar Country Hometown Sports. I'm your host, Maddox. Joined by me is my co-host, Jack. We cover Camby Athletics and interview coaches and athletes to get better insight what's going on behind the scenes. On today's episode, we start off with our segment of highlights and lowlights, along with recapping both the guys' and girls' basketball games against both Sandy and Nelson. We also have a great interview with Camby's head wrestling coach, Jeremy Enzard. Jack, um, before we really get into highlights and lowlights, I think you owe our viewers an apology for your green bean casserole take. Yeah, I know. It was a, I don't know. You guys have to try it. Like, green bean casserole, I'll give it an apology. I sincerely apologize to the viewers, to the listeners, that green bean casserole take out of pocket. Might, uh, I'll, have to, I'll have to get back on a good one. Get back on a good take. Thank you. But, thank you. Uh, Apology was definitely needed. How was your week, Jack? My week was great. How was yours? Oh, it was great. Loving the new classes. Oh yeah, the new classes—they're uh, they're a little rough, but um, I don't know. We'll get through it. It'll be easy. All right. Well, I'll start since you started last week with my highlight. One of my highlights is the Christmas season. Oh yeah, clap it up, clap yep. it up. Get a little Christmas in us. I put up the tree yesterday. It was kind of nice. We're getting festive. Oh yeah. Christmas music, Christmas movies, Christmas everything. Honestly, I think it's Christmas sweater season. Honestly. Yeah, you I, get I, those I, uh, funny sweaters or whatever. Yes, dude. I like Fred Myers, like five bucks. Oh, I got I'm one so at looking. home. You got Santa with a beer mug. It's a great, it's a great sweater. I think I have one at home where it's like it's the three wise men, but they're Velociraptors. It's pretty good. <laughs> For sure. All right. Uh, what's your other highlight? Uh, the new classes at Canby High School. We started a oh, new yeah. trimester this week, so kind of looking forward to it. Just 100%. nice, nice change of pace. Hopefully, everyone has great classes. Exactly. Uh, we also have the counselors. If you guys ever want to switch your classes, to so go reach out to them for all our Canby High School students. Oh yeah. Um, I have a highlight. Uh, Cincinnati. Nobody thought they would make it in the college playoff, and they did. So we got to clap it up for them. Everyone was doubting them. So for people who don't understand, in college football, there's a four-team playoff, and usually only like the really big schools make it, like your Alabamas, your LSUs, your Clemsons of the your world. Georgias. But yeah. this is like, I don't. For, this is, I get this is big. This would be like if Camby made the Final Four for six A football. That's yeah. kind of that's kind of the closest comparison I can give it's, it. It's probably pretty close. So, I it's, mean, it's pretty pretty big, big for uh, University of Cincinnati. So, yeah, props to them. Yeah, happy uh, that they finally made it. And then um, another highlight, uh, Kenny Pickett. You oh, see my, that fake slide? My boy Kenny Pickett, <laughs> Pittsburgh quarterback. Pittsburgh quarterback hits a fake slide for a touchdown. That was actually pretty cool. So it was like, very impressive. So, like, when quarterbacks run and they don't want to get hit by these 6'5", 250-pound linebackers, they slide to protect themselves, and he faked them out put a dude on his butt, and he ran it like 60 yards for a touchdown. It was it, it was it, incredible. It was incredible. It was it was very electric. Uh, with All right, so now my low lights. My low light is the MLB. Um, oh, my gosh. This has been a really bad week for the MLB. We start with the commissioner, Rob Manford, coming out and saying that there he issued two different types of baseballs. One, that would like it would be so much easier to hit home runs, and he would put them in primetime games like the Field of Dreams game in Iowa, and then, like, ones that were, like, considered dead balls that, like, didn't really, like, leave the stadium or just didn't go, don't go as far in games like Mariners versus Rangers, which, as a Mariners fan, kind of sucks. Yeah, for sure. But, um, yeah, so that was very disappointing to see. And now they have a lockout where players and coaches and owners, they can't, like, make trades or sign anybody, and I don't know how long that's going to last for. 
and I'm I'm very disappointed as a baseball fan. Yeah, honestly, uh, big Padres fan and Mariners fans here, so we're here for bad teams. But uh, it's it's kind of bad when um, they're hitting all these good trades. We're getting great trades going, and then they lock us all out. Yeah, no. So very bad week for baseball. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm the the commissioner came out and said it's bad for business, but they're doing it anyway. Yeah, it's I don't know. I can't not Couldn't tell you. Not happy. Not but happy. all the moves that the Dodgers are making, I'd be surprised if they make another run. Well. They can't make any trades right now because it's yeah. There's a lockout. But so. all the losses that they have, Max Scherzer, Corey Seager. Uh, I don't know. They lost a lot of good players. It's we'll gonna see. be hard for them to recover. And then my other low light is my performance at the Deanna O'Neill 5K. Oh. So for for those who don't know, I run a lot. It's become kind of the vocal point of my personality for the oh, past yeah. year now. So. We had my teammate, Tom O'Neill. His mom had a birthday 5K yesterday, and I did not do very good. It was my slowest performance in almost, yeah, almost. five months, probably. Yeah. So, not great, but, you know. we It's all right. Minor setback for a major comeback, you know? Oh, yeah. You see uh, Cooper Tier? He's coming for a big comeback right exactly, now. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, Jack, right. your low lights? Uh, my low light, um, the way Brian Kelly left Notre Dame. That just shocked everyone. Uh, t- a 10-minute, like, talk to the players. The players didn't even know about it. It was just – it was a trashy way to leave uh, a big school like Notre Dame. And he was there for a while, too. It just – it's it's almost like a head coach leaving without telling anyone. And yeah, just gone. definitely some shady stuff. I mean, took the job at, like, one probably – Probably the coolest job in college football, LSU. There's nothing quite like it. Yeah. But I feel like those players didn't really get a ton of closure, which kind of And they're sucks. like top five in the nation. Exactly. And if their coach stays, they have a chance. But I guess uh, he didn't want to stay. Well, I mean, you're going to LSU, so. Yeah. So, and Can't I really think they complain. just hired their defensive coordinator, who I'm blanking on the, his name right now, but yeah. he seems to be like a, the real deal and the players really like him. So, anyth- you got anything else? Uh, that was it for my lowlights. All right. So I guess transitioning now into the uh, guys and girls basketball game, I'll start with the girls game. Yeah. This was a th- – the girls lost in a 38-36 to thriller, very back and forth. Yeah, um, low-scoring game, a lot of uh, back and forth across midcourt. Right, right. Um, the Cougs struggled to shoot the ball from what I could tell. Uh, yeah. A lot of missed layups, a lot of missed shots. Seems like we're just struggling out, getting getting the just kinks getting out. Just getting the kinks out, yeah. Uh, a little rough. Um, it's like uh, you wake up in the and just go and shoot a basketball. I mean, you're going to miss a few because it's like the first game, but uh, we'll be back. I got a feeling if we uh, crack down on those easy shots, then we'll be pretty good. Definitely, definitely. Long season ahead, first game. So, I mean, there was a lot of bright sides. Um, Rayanne, I can't remember her last name, but she... Seems to be very good as a young sophomore center. Yeah, for she, sure. She was really good in the pick and roll and got a lot of easy buckets. So, oh, yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot to look forward to. And they didn't have their head coach, who was out on their honeymoon, I believe. Oh, yeah, 100%. And uh, all I saw was some great defense, too. Like, uh, the steals getting us good opportunities to go ahead in the final seconds. Absolutely. It showed some good fight and good hustle. I mean, I'm going to give a shout-out to Nelson. Their women's basketball cro- program is 1-0, and undefeated <laughs> all time. So Hey, we're coming for them. <laughs> and then, all right, transitioning to the boys' game, which was a, like, almost 30-point route. It was a great route. game, honestly. Everyone, the whole student section was crazy. We were bumping. 
Uh, it was a great way to start off the year. Final score of 82-58. to Cougs in the win over Sandy. Alex Evans popped off. Insane. Eight threes. Uh, I feel like he could. I feel like he just couldn't miss. Yeah, honestly, he was just picking. He would, he would pick come and down. pop, and then just fire away. I feel like he would come down, dribble, stop, look the defender in the eyes, shoot it, and it would go in. And I feel like they just dominated all game, and they like they just kind of put it in cruise control after the third quarter. Oh yeah, hundred uh, percent. Peyton Myers, I, that was a great start of the of his Cami career. Yeah, for real. Came came down, yammed it, opening it. play. So I mean, he's been talking to us all week. If it was podcast worthy, it it was podcast. Oh, it was podcast worthy. Stay tuned, boys. I, um, I feel I like he, I feel like Peyton's really meshed with the new team as a transfer from North oh, Marion, yeah. and I feel like he's just that energy guy that like all really good teams need. Oh yeah, uh, you could just see that he was loving it out there. I mean, he loved the energy from the Canby student section. I mean, who wouldn't? Right. Yeah, We're like great. top student section. And I think <laughs> no, for real, actually. Quick side, quick side note. I was at the state championship game, uh, Twalton versus Central Catholic. Twalton lost. Central Catholic 40, 14 to like forty four. Yes, 14, you know, for 44. a state championship game, Twalton student section was mid, very mid, very, very, mid. very oh, mid. Oh, shout out at Twalton. I was told not to talk about this game, but I'm going to anyway because I was very disappointed with the student section. Oh yeah. So uh, when in the fourth quarter, when we were up uh, for the boys. Parker Ackerman, Trevin Slagle, and Dallas Michael also minutes. Oh I, I, yeah, I love that. It was great for them, dude. Craig knows. You gotta get the gotta get the young guys some varsity gotta, experience. Oh yeah, you gotta get them in. You know, they're the future of this program. They gotta play. So. Oh for sure. And a quick shout out to Jacob Strand. I felt like all night he was just playing bully ball. Oh yeah. I mean, he had a guy that was a twig on him. For real, like yeah. he would just get the ball, kind of just give him a little nudge, and, and then, then the guy would what, go flying because he's too. Like two pounds. And then layup. So oh, yeah. shout out to Jacob Strand. And this team has a lot of really good chemistry. I feel like they just meshed and they all like were in sync and playing really well. So g- shout out to the guys team and coached oh, yeah. by Craig Evans. Great yeah, coach. I loved it. It was a it was a great showing. I mean, Camby I think Camby's like gonna be pretty good this year. Yeah. T R L. Watch yeah. out. Yeah, T R L. Better be watching. And then to our Growing dance team. Yesterday, they got first in modern and second in contemporary. Is that right? Uh, first in modern, first in contemporary, and then second in modern. Or second in, oh, n- novelty. Novelty. One or the other. Big dance team guys, if you yeah, didn't know. Yeah, we're big dance team guys. Um, So they had a near-perfect season. I think that's something we need to highlight here on the podcast. Yeah, for real. I mean, that is very impressive to have a near-perfect season. You don't see that a lot. In, in any sport. Yeah, in any sport, honestly. Uh, so for what we are missing, it was a first in modern and contemporary and second in novelty. So we got to clap it up for the girls. Great season, great season. I know um, they put in a lot of work. I mean, I hear like they have like five-hour practices. Yeah. Couldn't do that. I mean, uh, yoga with the girls on Wednesdays, it's, <laughs> it's electric. Definitely. Really so- uh, helps the flexibility because I am not flexible. Definitely. So, I mean, their coach, Jen Chafee, I know she's a very committed coach, and she always has them well-prepared. And, I mean, it shows they win almost every time. Yeah, they're. I hate to say this, but they're the most consistent, successful team here at KB High School. That's very true. I mean, props to them. So. Oh, yeah. And now we will transition to our interview with head coach, uh, head wrestling coach, Jeremy Enzard. We welcome on our guest, head wrestling coach, Jeremy Enzard. How's it going? going pretty well thank you 
Um, so to start, kind of give us a background on your wrestling career. Like, where did you wrestle in high school and college? Just to give us some background. Okay. Uh, my my wrestling career, I, uh, I grew up in Hillsborough, Hillsborough, wrestled for Hill High. Um, I was a state champion. Oh, yeah. High school state champion, freestyle state champion. What weight class? Um, started out little, 106 pounds, 115 pounds, and then finished at 123. The weight classes have changed since yeah. since then. But uh, so I was a 123 pound state champion for. That's for pretty Hill huge. High. And then uh, I got a scholarship to the University of Oregon, and there I wrestled 126, 134, 141. I just kept getting a little bit bigger. <laughs> um, but I was. Uh, Two-time Pac-10 champion back then, Pac-12 champion, um, and a two-time NCAA All-American. I, I was third and fourth in the NCAAs, and then I kept wrestling after that, and I was a two-time freestyle national champion. Jeez. And then uh, I placed a couple times in some world tournaments, um, wow. and then started coaching. So I coached at U of O for about eight years, and then... Uh, while I was working on my my uh, master's and mm -hmm. getting my teaching certificate, and then uh, then I got hired at Camby, and I've been there been at Camby since uh, 2006. So. Wow, that's impressive. So what go what goes into being a national champion and being at the top of like that collegiate and high school wrestling world? I mean, I'm sure there's a lot. I think like with every sport, uh, you got to be a little different, right? You got to put in that extra work, uh, just kind of be focused around, um, your sport. It's, it's, uh, wrestling is a tough sport. Um, you know, every match is a battle and, uh, you get to the top college level and it's pretty crazy, uh, how, how competitive it can be. Um, so yeah, it was year round training and, uh, just practicing with some of the best partners training at the Olympic training center. Uh, a lot of time and uh you know and then you got to have the want to do it too so. oh yeah for sure so uh you went to the olympics then i did not go to the olympics no oh. um in the olympic trials uh i actually lost to the guy that took uh second silver medalist uh, wow. i lost to him by one point wow um and the ironic thing is i'd never lost to him before i'd beat him i think <laughs> like three times before that and yeah uh, high in not in high school in college and in uh, in the open level so wow. but they were always close matches oh yeah for sure yeah so what what made you want to start coaching because you co obviously coached at Oregon for a while and now you've been coaching at Canby for since 2006 or seven so yeah what made you want to start coaching well I think it probably all goes back to my start in the sport with uh, you know I had a great high school coach um, great mentors and um I just, I guess that I, I felt like I wanted to give back in, in that way. And um, along with being a teacher, you know, those two kind of go hand in hand. And it was just kind of something I was always driven to. Even as an athlete, I was always kind of coaching my, my teammates. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, they'd always ask, hey, how do you do that? How'd you do that? And, you know, so I was always showing guys moves in the room. Oh, yeah. So, um, and then the college coach that I wrestled for, you know, he asked me to, when, when, um, I graduated, he asked me to apply. So that was kind of a sign that you yeah. know, he, he thought that I had that too. That's sweet. Yeah. Um, so I know, I know your son, he's our age, uh, Ethan, 
is what's it like coaching your son, especially at like the high school level? Is it, I mean, it's probably kind of nice cause you can probably be a little harder on him than you are with the rest of everybody. <laughs> um, well, I try not to be, uh, oh. that was, you know, it's funny cause I've got a lot of advice from coaches who've coached their own kids and it's a hard thing to do. Um, just because you have to be careful on how you, yeah. how you treat, treat your you know, son versus the other kids. Um, I kind of purposely early on didn't coach him when he was a, a kid. Like I, I did and I was there, but I, I wasn't his coach. Like I always let him have uh, other coaches so that when he, when we got to the high school, you know, when he got to high school and we were together um, that we could, we wouldn't have had that let lifelong, um, you know, coach athlete uh, relationship that it would be like, Hey, I'm dad, you know, but now that he's at the high school, um, it's, I think it's a lot easier and he, he definitely listens to me. Like I know that sometimes mm-hmm. it's, you know, kids are like, dad, you don't know what you're talking about, but no, he, he, uh, I think he respects my advice. He knows that I was successful and, and, uh, did what it took to be successful and stuff. Um, and he's, he's having a great run as well. So great. hundred percent. Yeah. All right. So, uh, I heard that you guys had your challenge matches last week. We did, yeah. Do you know who's on the varsity roster now? Um, yes, I it's off the top of my head. Yes I have to go no. through that, but uh, <laughs> I can pretty much. I think I can get through the whole lineup. All right. Um, so at one hundred six and one thirteen, we have two really tough freshmen. Oh yeah. Um, Matthew Young is our one one hundred six pounder. Sweet. He's gonna be tough, and then uh, Brady Freud. Oh, who, Brady. Yeah, Brady's really tough too. So we're gonna like start off our dual meets. I think. Uh, Pretty really good. well oh, with yeah. those two guys, and then uh, Craig Williams, who wrestled uh, yeah. a bunch of varsity last year and, and had a really—I think he was like twenty and one. Oh wow! Varsity matches. Wow. Technically, he was behind senior uh, Nick Marquez, but mm. Nick would bump up a weight, and so he wrestled um, most of the varsity uh, matches. Um, That's so sweet. he's yeah he's really tough. Had a great run at the state tournament last year. Um. 126 is Ty Ewers, oh. who is looking studly right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, he is, uh, he's a senior. He had a really bad injury last season, dislocated uh-huh. his elbow, and that took him out. That was like in our second match. So he missed all pretty much all of last year. But he is, he's looking like he's ready to go. Oh, yeah. Um, he's probably one of the most, like, for his size, he's probably like one of the most athletic. And guys like I've ever seen wrestle. Like he, you look at him, he's not very tall. And I guess, mo- I I mean, I guess there's a lot of undersized wrestlers who do find a lot of success. But I mean, like the way he moves and the way like he can kind of you know work an opponent is, I think it's kind of spe- he has a special gift. Yeah, and and the amount of work that he puts in. Absolutely. That, I mean, oh, you yeah. look at he looks like a little Hercules. You know, he, <laughs> he puts in so much extra work, and that's again that gets back to like. If you want to be good in anything, you got to put in that time. Oh yeah, um, he's definitely put that in since last year. I think uh, being disappointed, not being able to, you know, uh-huh. finish the season with the rest of the team. But um, yeah, I think he's going to do some big things this year. Sweet. Uh let's see. Now I got one thirty-two. Is that one Sprague? Or that is, is, yeah, Lando Sprague. That's right. Sprague is. Um, uh, again, he didn't get to wrestle last year because mm-hmm. he got a injury gnarly concussion yeah bad concussion at the end of the season um but he's tough his freshman year 
I know wrestling him in friend groups, that one's tough. <laughs> <laughs> I'd yeah. always lose, but it's always fun. Yeah, he is. A, he's a great athlete as well. So he's he's going to do some big things. Um, at 138, we have um, Marquez. So that's that uh, Thomas, right? Yeah, Nick's little brother, Thomas. I've seen him wrestle once or twice, and he's really tough. I feel like, I mean, I feel like there's been times where he it just looks like he's out of it, and then he can always kind of manage to come back in it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I have very limited wrestling experience and watching, but from what I've seen, he seems like a guy who never quits. And I think that's, I mean, there's, I'm sure there's some guys that probably are like that, but I mean, he's, he seems like a guy who's tough as nails. Yeah. And that's what his brother had going for him too. Like he, he was always in a match because he never gave up and Thomas is the same way. Um, and he's got a lot of experience, varsity experience. I mean, he's been wrestling varsity since his freshman year. Yeah. Um, kind of just fill in the lineup wherever there's a hole. So, uh, yeah, he, he will, he will be pretty solid again, just like he was last year. Um, so 38, 145 is going to be Zach Netter. Oh yeah. Is he not? And he was, he was our varsity 138 pounder last year. Oh, so yeah. moving up a weight class. Um, and again, he's, you know, he's super solid, uh, kind of again that's in the family whole family oh, yeah, pretty right. much his dad and his older and brother Dom. yeah yeah so and he's another uh just like dominic like that he he can just come out of a move you know oh, and yeah come out of move and then you're in position have the guy yeah. in a pin yeah it's pretty crazy it's awesome those guys uh just have that ability um where are we at 152 so 152 is right now it's um actually going to be Pete Sansone. Oh, yeah. Okay. But just for a couple weeks because uh, we have a freshman who actually won the varsity spot, but he doesn't get to make the weight um, for, I think, until not this week, but the following week. Oh, all so, right. So um, I think Pete Is that eventually. Jackson will... Doman. It's not Jackson Doman. No, it's uh, James. Um, uh, shoot, I'm Kinnanen? Drawing. Kinnanen, thank you. Yeah, James Kinnanen, who's a freshman. But he's got a ton of wrestling experience. He's been oh, a yeah. kids' club wrestler his whole life. That's sweet. Um, he grew. He got yeah, kind of like kind of like uh, uh, Doman. He he's tall. He's big for a uh-huh. freshman. Absolutely. Um, and he's solid. So he uh, yeah he wrestled uh, Pete in the finals of the challenge matches. He won two out of three. Um, so he will be taking that varsity spot, but it, he has to wait another week. Oh yeah. So and then at one sixty we have Ethan. Okay. So Ethan Ensrud is our uh, lone returning district champion from last year, um, and he's looking really tough. So he's you know kind of funny. He went from 113 his freshman year. Mm-hmm. He jumped to up, up to 138, and now he's up to 160. So, wow. Yeah, big jumps. <laughs> but you know that's actually um, one of the things that a lot of the NCAA champs have in common. They did this survey. A lot of the bigger guys were. Smaller in high school. guys in high school. Yeah, they were 130 yeah. pounders or so. And there's just something about the, the pace of the match when you're smaller. Uh-huh. You know, it's faster. There's a lot going on. Those bigger guys uh, don't move quite as much or, or scramble quite as much. So yeah. there's definitely a benefit to doing that. So, so how cool. hard is it to jump a weight? I, I would think it would be really hard. Oh, but yeah, especially when you're jumping like four, right? Yeah, he transitioned really well last year. And... Again, I mean, he definitely grew and he got bigger during football and, mm-hmm. his, you know, he's got some muscles and, um, <laughs> yeah, 
we'll see. I so, mean, so j- back on uh, switching weight classes. I mean, is it like how big of a transition is it? Because I'm sure that like you have to learn from like there's a big difference from. 250 to 106 because you have to learn the pace and the i'm sure the styles of it's very different so is it like what goes do you have to like train for that or do you kind of is it just an experience thing or kind of how does that work i think a little bit yeah a little bit of both there's some coaching like our heavyweights are definitely going to do different moves they're Mm -hmm. not going to dive underneath the guy at the legs (laughs) because you've got 285 pounds landing on top of you that is no good um so, you know, they got, yeah, they have different moves and, and, the the smaller guys, yeah, it's a lot higher pace. They're, they're shooting at ankles they're shooting at legs. Um, and then kind of, as you move up, you know, into the, the middle weights, 130 to 160, those are kind of, they seem to be the most athletic, the strongest, mm-hmm. the fastest, um, uh, the most, I guess, competitive weight classes, um, so, yeah, I mean, some last season, if you had a 106-pounder in our league, oh, yeah. he, he was automatically he was a state qualifier because there weren't very many of them. Oh, really? You know, um, and part of it was a COVID deal, but um, the numbers were just way down for a lot of teams. Our team stayed uh-huh. pretty consistent. We had – That's good. Yeah, we had like 54 kids out last year or something yeah. like that. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, so about you start you were at Ethan. At Ethan, yeah. One so then one seventy is Jackson Doman. Jackson oh, yeah. is our varsity uh again, another freshman. Uh six foot five, like he's a huge kid. Wow. Yeah. Um, a lot of I, lot of upside, a lot of potential. For sure. And all, you know, all the Domans do. I've coached a lot of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they're all competitive. He's competitive. Um, I could see him being a heavyweight by the end, right before it's all said and done. Uh-huh. He's gonna be a big kid. So for sure. Um, and he'll be he'll be a successful one too. Do you think so, he has the potential to be a state champion? Absolutely, yeah, I definitely do. Um, he is. I mean, he's a six foot five freshman. He can do a standing back tuck. So <laughs> like, that's impressive, right? Um, he'll as soon as he grows into his body a little bit and oh and yeah, hits the weight room hits or whatever. The weight, yeah, puts on some muscle. He's gonna be a force. So sure. yeah, that'll be awesome. Um, Should I go to one eighty five now? Yeah, 180, 182. Oh. Um, now I got to start thinking because I wasn't watching <laughs> all the challenge matches. So, oh, um, I was refing some of them, and our other coach was refing oh, some of them. Moment. So, let's see, one eighty two. Man, I should know this. I do know this. It's coming to me. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> we'll wait. We'll wait. Yeah, I. Uh... No, I'm gonna have to. I'll come back to one eighty two. All right. <laughs> um. Let's see. I did uh, 95. So, no, I, I know who 182 is. Um, it's Cash Montgomery. Oh, there oh we go. yeah. So, Cash. Senior, right? Uh, senior, again, another guy who didn't wrestle last year. Mm-hmm. Um, super competitive guy. So, oh, for and sure. he's another guy who's jumped up a bunch of weight classes. I think he started in the 40s. Yeah. Um, and as a freshman, he made the semifinals of the district tournament. So, automatic state qualifier. His sophomore year, he's on his way to the. He's gonna make the state tournament. He's he's in the semifinals and he breaks his arm. He gets picked up and thrown back down to the mat. Posts his hand, breaks his oh. arm. Doesn't realize it. Keeps wrestling. Uh, all of a sudden, it, like he's in the middle of this match and he like kind of gets his pain. Grabs his arm. 
looks over the coach, runs over, and he holds his arm up, and it's crooked. And the coach oh. is like, whoa. So he had actually <laughs> broken it when he got returned, but I don't know. The adrenaline I mean, or whatever. The fact he kept wrestling is kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, that shows a lot of heart. He's, <laughs> well, he's definitely he's a tough kid for sure. Absolutely. Um, and I think he's only going to – like getting him back this year, he's going to definitely make our lineup. You know. So you guys have a lot of returning seniors then, huh? Uh, well, we have a few – yeah, we have a few – tough seniors i don't know if it's a lot though um we got a lot of freshmen um so we got cash we have matthew hagan hagan we have zach nos question mark well yeah i'll get to him in a second but okay so there's and then uh colin kennedy who's oh, come yeah. back out this year as well Stud. so so there's like four seniors i think on the oh, yeah. lineup yeah so yeah, it's a pretty good. It's a pretty balanced. Yeah, it seems team. like you got um, across the board. Across the board, you have a pretty good balance of from freshman to senior. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that's how you guys keep like even numbers. Yeah, you, know? you gotta keep them coming in. You gotta. Uh, keep, yeah, totally. For sure. Um, okay, one ninety five. Yeah, one ninety five. Yes. So Nos, as you guys know, he tore his ACL. Tore everything in his knee. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's uh, right. Oh, and then I saw him still like squatting 225. Yeah, the dude's yeah. an animal. <laughs> so the the doctors say he is a coper. That's a person who can that has enough muscle mm-hmm. that the ligaments that normally do that job the muscles can take that place. And there are kid, oh, there was yeah. a there was a kid in college last year from Iowa who had two torn ACLs, both knees. Oh. And he won the national championship. Oh, oh I think gosh. I saw that actually. Yeah, I think I did see that. So I'm pretty phenomenal, headline. right? So he's a coper, but uh, they recently said the damage is pretty. Severe. Like he's got meniscus tear, he's got all kinds of tears yeah. that they they really want to do surgery. So I think unfortunately, Nas was almost a state placer last year. Oh wow! So he was the last match. He what they call the blood rounds. If he had won that match, he would have been a state placer. So what? Is it like top ten that are state placers, or how does that work? Uh, top eight. Top eight. Yeah. Okay. So that's impressive. It was impressive, and he was. Um, actually, I take that back. I think it's only top six now. It used to be top eight. Okay. It's just top six. Um, yeah. I mean, for a guy that's only really wrestled for like two years. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, he just he is a competitive heart, and uh, it, it took him a long way. So it was awesome to watch him last year. Um, unfortunately though, we're not going to get him back, but I think, um, taking his place and going to be just as competitive is this little brother. Gideon. Oh, Gideon. Oh, Gideon yeah. So Gideon's at 195 and man, that kid is a, just oh, a, animal, a bull in yeah. a China closet. Like he is, <laughs> he's a bull. Um, I, I saw him take a guy down last year with basically what would be a football tackle, right? A double oh, yeah. leg. And he hit the guy, and the guy just went flying from his feet to his back. I mean, it was <laughs> what you wish every kid could do, but he's got the power to do it. So. I mean, I've seen him on the football field. He is super, super athletic. Yeah. So, I, wow, I didn't know he was replacing him. So, I mean, brother for brother. Yeah, right? We got we make a trade off. I guess unfortunate to lose one, but fortunate to have somebody there to replace him. So Absolutely. Um, yeah, looking forward to the growth that Gideon's going to make, you know. Like I said, Grayson, it took him two years to get there, and 100%. this is Gideon's second year, so we'll... Yeah. So hopefully Gideon has a lot of upside, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Um, jumping to 220, uh, this is a little curveball here. So last year, Matthew Hagan was our heavyweight. Mm-hmm. This year, he lost a bunch of weight during the football season. And, so now is, he's 220. He is 220, yeah. Wow. He's weighing about 218 right now. 
Uh, so he's going to wrestle 220, oh, which yeah. he actually did his his uh, sophomore year, right? I think his sophomore year, he was our varsity 220 pounder that won us that Oregon City Oh, yeah, Doomy. I remember that. Yeah, that exciting match. Um, so he's going back to 220, and we're fortunate to get Colin Kennedy back this year. So he's another guy that didn't wrestle last year. Um, but he is actually jumped up, and he's wrestling heavyweight now. Oh. So... He's a small heavyweight. About I think he's weighing about two forty. Yeah. But uh, you know, small and athletic oh, is yeah. all, all. You know, it works. So, and he's looking pretty tough. So you him know, and Matthew are good workout partners. You know, too. for the for the heavyweights, Matthew and Colin don't act like it. I mean, I feel like they're just such like, like happy go lucky guys. Yeah. Yeah. They act like they're all hard and tough. So I mean, yeah. I mean, they're super likable personalities, and I think that yeah, I'm sure they go great hand in hand and it, push each other. Totally, and they're both really smart. Like I've oh, had yeah. both of them in you know like an AP. Um, they're smart kids, and I think they you definitely see it with Matthew. Like he takes uh-huh. that into his matches. He is strategic about what he's doing, um, and it shows. Like he's he's had a, a really successful run. So. Well, we're sort of coming to the end of this interview. Uh, my last question to you is, is, do you have a crazy any crazy wrestling stories, either coaching or actually playing, <laughs> uh, that jumped to mind? A ton. Um, I'll just I'll tell you this personal story. Um, I was in uh, Japan on a international trip. Yeah, and I'm wrestling basically their national team. And I go out and I shoot on this guy and he, I think he like hipped into me to defend his, like hip hit my head and just split my head wide open. Oh, whoa. Um, so they, you know, the trainers tape my head up and I'm covered in tape and I go back out and I wrestle and I just, I just beat this guy, like, <laughs> beat, beat him back. So kind of looking like a mummy almost. Totally. Like wrestling. Yeah, wrapped and wrapped and um, just trying to keep it from bleeding through. And Oh, my gosh. Um, at the end of the match, the guy comes over with his Japanese national team warm-ups. And these are like top of the line. Top of the line. Like, I think they're Asics is their team. Mm-hmm. But Asics, like track suits. I mean, they're awesome. Sweet. And he yeah. comes over. They're all folded up. And he, like, offers <laughs> them to me after the match. And I still have them to this day. Oh, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, it was a pretty pretty cool deal. Oh, um, that's sweet. I did have to get a staple in my head at the hospital to fix <laughs> Only it. Only one. After well, school. I think it was just one. Wow. I don't know. Or it could, maybe two, but no, never that's impressive. A, a staple before. But oh, yeah. <laughs> that's actually a really cool story. Yeah. Well, thank you for doing this interview. Do you guys have a match next Wednesday? Is that right? Our, uh, yeah, we have a kind of like a jamboree. It's a, yeah. it's a four-way uh, duel um, at Woodburn High School. Then we have another tournament at McKay on Saturday. And then our first home uh, league duel is against Tualatin the following Thursday. All, All right. right. We'll be there. Awesome. 7-15? 7 is varsity, yep. 7-15. All, All right. right. Everyone be there. All right. Thank you for coming on. All right. Thanks, All right. guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Episode 2 of Cougar Country Hometown Sports. And thank you guys for all the support on the first episode. We really appreciate oh, it. Oh, yeah. So uh, tune in next Monday for more coverage on KMB Athletics as we recap the boys and the girls and the wrestling team and maybe our first athlete interview. Stay tuned.